everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok DMs, or via email at love.craft.crochet at gmail.com. Now, on to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thank you, Sam. This dude better not be beige. I should uh, reiterate beige as in he's bland and boring, not skin color. (laughs) Adolf, oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Like that one, did you? That one was good. Adolf Ludenberg murdered four women in California during 1970. Even though he confessed to multiple people, police did not follow up until DNA technology was available. On today's episode, the special word of the day is ACAP. No, I'm kidding. It's... It's Vicap. No, no, Vicap is not... uh, Oh, what is it? CODIS. (laughs) It's CODIS. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's and once again, cops don't do shit. Do I kid? Again, it's one of those. Everyone has. I know we're not even off of paragraph one. Everyone has the. Oh man, did you hear about that? Yeah, he totally did that. I understand why police didn't follow up. However, I feel like it's gonna be one of those. Wow, they really were fucking morons later on. But let's find. Let's learn together, folks. Laudenberg was born in 1926. Jesus, he was 50s when he started killing people? Sorry, he was 44. Never mind what I'm saying. Lauden was born in 1926 in Kentucky to German immigrants. He was serving in a naval construction battalion in 1944. That is where he met his wife. They moved to California after his service. He was a security guard before becoming a cabbie in the late 60s. Ah, murdering cabbies. Oddly enough, I don't have that on my bingo card. No, no, we really don't. We should. We will. (laughs) Around 1974, he divorced his first wife. He would marry and divorce a second time before his capture. Laudenberg's modus operandi was to pick up drunk or ill women who reminded him of his ex-wife. Ah, he was one of them. He would bind, rape, and strangle them. This isn't BTK, is it? No, his name's Dennis Rader. I know, that's why I was like... Either 
He either did this in L.A. or San Francisco, depending on where he was. Police questioned him during their initial investigation, but with no physical evidence. At that time, he was let go. Lori Petrie was last seen at San Pedro Bar on Christmas 1972. The next day, she was found partially dressed, strangled, and signs of sexual assault. Catherine... Catherine Medina was last seen jumping into a van with an unknown man after an argument with her husband. I, I have so I, I want to say something there, but makes you want to blame the husband, doesn't it? Like she had to know him, right? I uh, unless he was probably one of the, he could have been running a cabby van. Um, maybe that was it. Yeah. Her body was found the next day, August 19th, 1974, naked, besides bushes in Harbor Lake Recreational Park. On September 5th, Anna Felch's body was found in the early morning hours at a construction site only a few blocks from her last known location. She had been also strangled and raped. Leah Griffin was bound, raped, and strangled at a res- residential hotel in San Francisco on March 21st, 1975. Also in 1975, Laudenberg confessed to his, air quote, four sins, as he called his four murder victims, to his future daughter-in-law, telling her three were in San Pedro and a single one was in San Francisco. The woman believed him and told police, who could not verify those claims. So, I'm going to finish and then we'll talk. In 2002, he would confess again to his son's ex-wife, Renee, giving more details than before. She also called the San Luis Obispo? Sure! San Luis Obispo Police, who started investigating the cold cases... But now there was DNA technology. With no criminal record, Laudenberg's DNA was not on record. So the police needed his DNA. An undercover officer invited him to coffee at a Torrance restaurant. They discussed various topics, and Laudenberg walked away, leaving his coffee cup. The officer quickly took the cup, giving them the DNA they needed to catch the killer. His DNA was found on Petrie's body, and he was charged with her murder. Lundberg maintained his innocence, though. He would be found guilty of this single murder. He would then die in prison in 2015. He was also suspected of two other murders, but police weren't able to prove his involvement in those at all. Okay. So. I... Think the cops are stupid, but he didn't kill anyone after that initial. Those four murders. Those four murders <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. I mean, he was suspected of being <coughs> two other ones, but he called them his four sins. Yada yada yada. Firstly, what? Why? <laughs> not not why he murdered. Why confess to them outright? Like, I think he was trying to show off to his daughter-in-laws. That would make sense. But. What worries. Not that it worries me, but 
I think that also means that, like, he wanted to impress them. Yeah. Like, he didn't tell his wife or his ex-wife or his current wife. No. Then current wife. You know, he told... He told... He told one kid's wife. Yeah, his one son's wife there. The the future one. The future's ex-wife. Well, nope, two different... Two different uh, daughter-in-laws. Oh yeah, no, you're. Yeah, yeah you're he about, he no, he was trying to show off to two different daughter-in-laws. Well, yes, he was. The first one was to his uh, second wife's daughter, right? No, uh, it was one of them was his son. One of them was his son's future daughter, future no, wife. The, no, one was the one in. That's someone else's serial killing. Hold on. <laughs> No, in 2002, he confessed again to his son's ex-wife. Yes. It, that was the second time. The first time was his four sins, as he called it, to his future daughter-in-law, the first one. Or were they the same one, and you just... No, 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 there's two different... Okay. It's two different wives. Yeah. Daughter-in-law, sorry. Yeah, one is the daughter of one of his future wives. No. One of his son's future wives. Okay, well, that's also really good to know. Sorry. That's what a daughter-in-law is. Anyways. So, do you feel that he was trying to... I think he was trying to get somebody to catch him. Uh, And because he was originally, you know, investigated, you know, interrogated, but they had nothing that would... They had no leverage. Does that make sense? It does. Sorry, I'm crashing off of my caffeine. That's okay. So, I want to believe that the cops did everything they could with the information that they had. Even after this woman came out and was like, hey, he kind of said this, do you think that they actually looked into it a little bit? I don't know. It was California in the seventies, the heyday of mur- it, it was the heyday of murder of serial killers. Yeah, do, there has to be a reason for that, right? If I don't was, know why California is the murder cap in the seventies was the murder capital of the world. Drugs and hippies. Drugs and hippies. hippies. <laughs> All that granola. Anyways, so thinking taking that into consideration. The amount of you know amount of killings that were going on then, if they had you know a hundred murders in San Pedro <coughs> in right. 1972, yeah, that's you know you're you're looking for a single murder in a haystack of murders, right? So do I think they looked into it? Maybe. Do I think they actually went out and tried oh, to investigate that, yeah. it again? No. Do I think they pulled the records and went, let's take a look here? Yeah. Oh, they've already cleared him. We're not going to go looking again. I didn't even think of that as an option. I just I just thought of it, yeah, actually. No, no, that's a good... Because did, you did say, and, you know, in the thing, he was initially investigated. Yeah, on a... something, something had them looking at him. Right. I assume it was just that he was in the area at the time, Probably. Probably. He was a taxi cab driver. I don't remember which time he was pulled in for which mur- which in right. between which murder. I assume the van one probably. I would assume the van one also. Did you actually state it in here? 
No. Do you know what the most prolific serial killer in the U.S. is? Huh. The Reagan administration. I don't know. <laughs> that's a... That's uh That's a George Carlin joke. Uh, no, I didn't know it was, but you know, I was going to make the joke about... That, that's a... That's a special sentence from next week's show. But no, it was, uh... I swear you brought it up. Oh, there we go, yeah. Uh, actually, it was, um... It was one of his first. Uh, police questioned him during the initial investigation into the... I'm assuming it was the first victim... I would think so too, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Like their initial, because I don't think they were looking at it as a serial killing at the time. No, they did not, and they didn't put any. They did not connect it as a serial killing at that time. Though now we believe it that. is a hindsight thing. That, yeah, hindsight says that he's a serial killer. And as much shit as we do give cops in a lot of these stories, where it is like, and then they did nothing. And then they did nothing. There's also this weird thing that, and... We do take hindsight into consideration within reason. Again, it's something I like bringing up. Uh, Dahmer had, a, like, three bag of body parts in his back seat when he got pulled over at once. Yep. And, and you know, the cops didn't look into it because they had no reason to suspect, you know... The nice-looking white boy. I wouldn't even say that. It's just one of the... I mean, yeah, had he been black, they would have been what's in the fucking bags. Yeah. Especially at that time, too. Like, as much as things change... They stayed the same. But it would have been, you know... They, they, they had no probable cause to go, could you open the bags of trash in your bag? You know, especially yeah. if you turned around and was like, oh, it's just trash, sorry. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But... There are also times where it could be, you know... Hey, this person just confessed to me that he fucking killed four people. I could easily see why it's a, okay, we'll pull the records, you know, see what the hell. Right. But at the same time, I could also see it that if someone wanted to do their job, and I don't mean that in a cops are lazy or anything like that. It's, you have a hundred cases to get through a day. Just on a detective level. You are investigating multiple things. Right. You know, hey, we already cleared this guy. Like you said. We already cleared this guy. Let's move on to, you know, the new, you know, these murders that we know is a serial killer. Or these murders, you know, they're gang violence. Or these murders, the motorcycle gangs are back in town. Or, you know what I mean? Right. There's so much other stuff to do where it turns into, you know, I am not equipped, as it were. Or it's not that I'm not equipped, it's... You know, because, like, yeah, a a gung-ho, not even gung-ho, but if they had time, it would have been, okay, let's actually look at why they cleared him. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I think that cold case case teams didn't become a thing until the early 2000s anyways. Right, and even then, most of them are almost volunteer basis. Like... Yeah, you get get it where... You'll have a... You'll have a... Detective you know, who wants to work cold cases. Exactly. You'll have a major. You'll, you'll have a major crimes person, or, or you know, general crime, whatever you want to call it, who also is the cold case person. Yeah. Or you know, 
This is, it, it, it's they don't they're now or it cycles through like hey now in, they're doing yeah. where there's full teams of cult to deal with cold cases right and it's actually even given the rise of podcasting where the rise of podcasting the show uh cult case right also get you know where, is that that one chick you were watching for like what was that one that you were watching when we had uh we had cable for that time wasn't it, it was a uh, was it cold case? I've watched cold case. Yes. No, cold case is a fictional show, right? Yes. Because that was also Crossing Jordan. Crossing Jordan was also a uh, cold case one. They would have cold cases on there too. Yes. Okay, fine. The like three episodes of Crossing Jordan I ever really remember were cold case ones. <laughs> but I never really sat down and watched the show like you did. Although I do love Jerry O'Connell. He was in Crossing Jordan, right? Yes, he was. Okay. He was the cop. Yeah. Now, I've always been a major crimes person. Can't argue that. There's something about Brenda Lee. Uh, anyways, this is not that point. But the point is, is like, yeah, it is final, final thoughts. Because now we're waffling into We're, we're spiraling. I, I don't want to blame the cops on not following up fully. Right. Like, I'm hoping that they did at least look into it, just even circumstantially. You know, like I wanted. To, I want to say that they looked and saw that they had already cleared them and went on with their day. Right. I don't think. I do want to say that in two thousand and two, when they re, when they went back in and found the DNA, they did what they could, they could do with the technology they had available right. to them. Thankfully, there was you know DNA that they were able to get off of one of the bodies. He's now behind. He was behind bars. And, though not long behind bars. No, I think it was what I... I think he was only in jail for, like, nine years. Uh, yeah, he, he died... Cause in 2015. So, 2015, so... We'll, we'll, we'll give him two years for a trial. Roughly, yeah. So, so yeah, 11, 10, 11 years. 10, 11 years. I don't think that he... I don't think he, he, he was fully punished for his crime, but... Oh, they never... I think that's going to be... And, Again, this is going to be another running gag besides my random fucking normie train thought. Which I already know is going to get people pissed because it's not about neurodivergency, you know, normal in the neurotypical sense. It's normal in a morality sense. I would go with morality sense. I would go with morality. Because even someone who has a spicy brain... Has a basis of um, some type of right and wrong. Yeah, but then we can go into well, spicy brain can also mean, you know, sociopathic tendencies. But even then, not understanding. You can have sociopathic tendencies and not be a serial killer. That's very true. But anyways, another one that besides that one, I think it's going to be. This is also a really interesting point to bring up on a, a bonus episode. Well, maybe we, you want to do that next. Like, uh, you know what? Yeah. What if, what if we ended it now and then just did several bonus episodes in a row? We've set up so many bonus episodes at this point. Is it wrap up? Yeah, we'll go into the bonus episode, but we got to wrap up. Okay, so, uh, final thoughts. Uh, he was a piece of shit in a string on the rape when. I wish he did some more fun stuff. 
I do like that he called them his four sins because that just has it just has that little yeah. spice to it, like sort of like how the Nunslayer, terrible, terrible fucking person. Good name branding though. True. The four, four sins. sins is good branding. Wait till you re- wait till you get we get to uh, the third notebook. You're gonna love the four hearts. The four hearts. Oh man, foreshadow, not foreshadowing. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> I've been AJ Carey. I'm Sam Rossi. Later. Later. So do we actually want to do that? Yes, we do. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.